0: You are listening to your dream business podcast and as always I am your host Teresa Heathwaring, and welcome to episode 300. I have done 300 episodes of this podcast and sometimes it feels like I've done 30 and other times it feels like I've done 30,000. Hopefully it doesn't feel that bad to you. Now I'm recording this episode and my dog is at my feet. This is, we've been together a long time. I'm very relaxed about this stuff, as you well know. So I apologise now if you can hear my dog moving or making a noise or whatever, but this is kind of, this is the real life. Uh, I am dashing in and out, doing things, and therefore I wanted to make sure my dog had some chance to see me and he sat by my feet. So I apologise if you hear these things. Now, I wanted to plan something super special and amazing for episode 300. If you have listened for a while, you'll know episode 100, I had my husband down, and we were interviewed by my very dear friend, Biz Paul. And episode 200, I had my husband back on again, uh, because it's kind of nice just to do some kind of personal conversations and, you know, I I guess it's kind of a little bit behind the scenes. But back then, my husband used to work more in the business. And since then, he has retired from the Air Force and got himself a proper job. So unfortunately, he is not in the business as much because he's actually, I was going to say actually doing work. I mean, when he was in the Air Force, he used to do some big scary stuff. But um, when he was around, he'd be around for days and days and days. But then he'd be gone for days and days and days. So it was like, while he was here, he could do stuff in the business. Anyway, he doesn't anymore. So I decided a while ago I wasn't going to have him in for episode 300. And I had some other thoughts and the timings just weren't right. So I do have a special episode coming up. It's not recorded. I haven't decided what what episode it's going to be. It won't be a million miles away, but it's not episode 300. So I'm really sorry, but this is just a normal episode of me talking to myself. Um so I apologise if you were hoping that we'd have some really cool different stuff. Now, what I am going to give you in this episode is if you have been following me along, if you follow me on Instagram, you will know for the past like almost six weeks, I have been in and out of home. And I've been at various different speaking places. I've been at various different conferences. I've run two of my own events. And I thought I would just give you a little bit of a roundup of some of the things and themes that I've heard over the last six weeks, because obviously not only have I been speaking and attending things, but I have seen some amazing speakers too. And I've met some amazing people. So I just thought I would take A really quick episode to tell you kind of some of the themes that were coming up. And lots of the themes, I guess, that I've got for today's episode, or some of the stuff I want to say to you, are based on online businesses. Because one of the big things I did in these travels was I went to the Kajabi conference in Austin. And obviously, the Kajabi product is the product I use for my online business and therefore everyone at that event had an online business and therefore all the speakers were focused towards online businesses. So some of those things are going to be online but I still think they're good messages even if you don't have an online business. So let's start with the first thing I did. I spoke in Nashville at a seven-figure mastermind for females and it was awesome. I have to say I was very nervous I was thinking, these are seven figure businesses. I am not a seven figure business. And I was a little bit intimidated by who they might be and what they might know and whether my content and I would be good enough for them. And I am super glad to say that actually it was lovely and they were lovely and very down to earth. And it was really inspiring to be sat in a room with them. But I also didn't feel... At all threatened by them, which was lovely, or felt like I wasn't good enough, which just proves surrounding yourselves with the right people no matter what level they're at. And actually, for me, it was really lovely to be surrounded by people who were at a stage beyond me so that I could be inspired by them as well as speaking for them. And I picked up a couple of things from there, which I think is uh, really interesting. So one of the first things I picked up was the fact that these women were all about diversifying their income. So they, and and actually this goes to contradict something I heard later on uh, at Kajabi. However, I still think it's important. So they talked a lot about having different revenue streams coming in. So they weren't putting all their eggs in one basket. They weren't going, I've got this one thing and this is all I'm gonna do and all I'm gonna sell, or I've got this one client. Now I have to say as well, the predominantly the businesses there, that they weren't all, but predominantly they were in um, real estate. So either they bought properties and rented them out or they did short-term rentals and that sort of thing, or they flipped properties. So that was really interesting for me to see that, that like I said, it was, um, they were all about different revenue streams. The other thing that kind of really inspired me was some of these women had jobs, right? Which blew my mind. They not only had businesses that were hitting the seven figures, but they still had jobs because they were still, in their own mind, getting to a point where they were comfortable enough to go, I can now leave my job. But what blew me away more than anything is these women were working their backsides off, right? They were literally working so hard because they were working a full-time job. And I don't know whether you know, obviously, if you're in the States, you will know, but you might not know that in the UK, we get considerably more annual leave than you do. So vacation time. So I was talking to one woman who works and runs her business and she gets 14 days annual leave a year. 14 days, right? So I then started having a conversation with her about well, how do you even divide that time up? What do you use it on? And she's like, I was get. She's getting married, so she's using five for that. So I was like, well, what about your honeymoon? Well, I just won't have one. And then she said, and then I'm using four or five for Tony Robbins, and that again blew me away. So not only did she have very limited holidays, she had a business on the side of her actual employee job. And then she was using her most valuable time to go and do personal development stuff. And I have to say, they all made me kick myself up the backside a bit because I thought these women are killing it. And and I know there's about balance and I know we want to live our lives and you know I am totally about that. But it made me kind of had a bit of a hard long look at myself and go, am I working as hard as I could be? Am I showing up as much as I could be? Or am I making excuses for myself? Now, I'll talk about something that Brendan Burchard said later at at the Kajabi event, but um, that kind of coincides with this. But, and it's not about beating yourself up, going, well, you should be working harder. No, only you can decide that. I sat there and looked at these women and thought, wow, like one, I could look at diversifying my income. And it was a lot about investments and things like that. And two, I could ask myself, am I really working as hard as I could be? So that for me was really, really awesome to hear kind of those women and how they work. So that was the first thing. The other thing that I really liked um, that one of the other speakers talked about was micro daily micro actions. And actually this was a theme the whole way through. And I've done content on this and I'll probably do content again on this. And I definitely do this when I teach people how to goal set. It's like, what's that one next step that you can take that takes you a bit closer to that goal? Because sometimes a goal looks so big that you can't even start to think, how do I get there? So it's about breaking them down into micro actions. And by having lots of different micro actions, they will then build up to bigger actions and they will then build up to bigger changes. So it's about making it, even if it's like, so for instance, um, someone was talking to me about uh, steps and they were like, it's not about doing 10,000 steps every day. It's about going, where am I today? And tomorrow, can I do... A few more steps. And it could be literally 10 more stop steps. Um, sorry, my dog is now squeezing a ball and making a noise. So I apologise. Um, But it's about like, you know, doing 10 more steps than you did the day before. It's not about trying to hit 10,000 every day because someone said that's what you should do. It's about where am I today and what small improvement can I make tomorrow? And what small improvement can I make the day after? And what small improvement? And if you're just constantly building on it, then by the end of a month, you will be doing considerably more steps. But hopefully it won't have felt like you've had to suddenly up it to 10,000 overnight. So that was like a really good and interesting one for me to uh, to hear again. Um, what else did I get from that event? Oh, we had an amazing woman talking about um, masculine and feminine and in what parts of our business do we show up more masculine and what parts do we show up more feminine and that was really interesting and actually I might invite you to come on the podcast even though I don't technically do interviews anymore um I will still have people on who I find fascinating and think it's interesting for you um, so then I went to the Kajabi conference, which was excellent, it always is. I will link up to Kajabi. If you have an online business or want an online business, then definitely check them out, they are excellent. These noises you can hear are my dog. I am, I don't know how much you can hear this until we listen to this back. But if you hear funny noises, it's not me, it's my dog, I'm sorry. Um, but basically we had some phenomenal speakers at Kajabi. We had Brennan Bruchard, we had Jamie Kern Lima, if I said her name right um really really good ones um and actually I want to tell you a couple of things about um about what Brendan said so a couple of things that were really interesting and actually the theme the whole way through was if you're not advertising what even are you doing and this i have to say again was another bit of an ass kicking for me and a bit of a wake up call i have been very lucky and I am very grateful that I have managed to build an audience without particularly spending a huge amount of money on ads. I do very occasionally do ads. I have to say I have not done them for a long time. Occasionally I'll boost something on Instagram. I know that is not the best way to do ads and I will happily tell people don't do that but I have. Um, but actually what was fascinating was everybody that spoke and everybody that had got the sizable businesses were spending a sizable amount of money on Facebook ads. And they didn't start there. Obviously, none of them suddenly put 10 grand a day on Facebook ads. They started small, they worked out what worked, and then they kept going. And that goes to the second point that I really got while I was over there, was about, like, how much, how often do you create something and then go, oh, now I need to create something else, now I need to create something else, now I need to create something else. Well, the truth is, like, Brendan Burchard, who is obscenely famous and wealthy in this online world and has done stuff with Usher and Oprah and various presidents and whatever, you know, this guy knows what he's talking about. He basically sells the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And I think sometimes we get concerned that, oh, right, we've sold it this once and only X amount of people bought it, so that probably means we need to create something different. And I sat there and I actually thought about all the stuff I have in the membership, all the courses I've done, all the coaching I've done, and I have a ton of things I could sell, an absolute ton of them. I don't, FYI. (laughs) Maybe I should. Um, But also, I feel like in the past, I felt like I've had to reinvent the wheel every time, and gone, oh well, I did a course on this, and so now I'll do a course on this. But basically, he was saying you just keep selling the same course over and over and over and over again, and stop trying to create a new course and do a new thing. And because by no means have you uh, exploited—doesn't ever sound nice. It's a funny word, isn't it? But um, but basically, you haven't exploited the course that you've got. You haven't made the most of that content that you've created already. So actually, it really did make me think, okay, what have I already got that I could just go and sell tomorrow? Um, I am not at that point yet, by the way. I have not suddenly come out with one of my courses and gone, here we go, buy this thing. But also he talked about the evergreen-ness. And again, I could do this, you know, running those ads to some evergreen things. And the other thing that was interesting is he talked about his um, his process and how he does it. And he said it hasn't changed for years and it's still working. And again, I found that really interesting because, you know, you expect or think or feel that there's something new out there that you should be doing. And the truth is, I'm not sure there really is that many new things. Now, don't get me wrong, there are nuances and things change. But when you look at someone like the size of Brenda Bouchard, he's just been doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And you know what was interesting as a speaker? I mean, he's a phenomenal speaker. I really did enjoy him. Um, I had a chance to ask him a question the day after. or oh no, the same day we, I had VIP tickets and um, they do like a lunch and learn where they bring one of the speakers in and you get to ask questions and I did. Um, and we talked about speaking and I talked about how I could get more bigger gigs because obviously he speaks on the biggest stages. But I had heard a lot of what he had said already, and I've only seen him speak once before. So that was really fascinating as well. Because again, you know, rather than thinking, I've got to bring out a new story or I need a new learning or a new thing, he's just basically doing the same thing over and over and over. And I don't know whether it's that consistency or the tenacity that's making him as successful as he is, but that was fascinating. So from him, I took one that basically you need to do ads. And lots of people there made me go, you need to do ads. Um, And two, don't reinvent the wheel. Like if, you know, when you think about how many people are in this world and how many people have their own businesses and how many people could potentially buy the thing that you're selling, to say you haven't scratched the surface is an understatement. Like even someone of his level probably hasn't scratched the surface and there are still lots of other people that could buy that thing. So rather than inventing and coming up with something new, is there just a way that you can go... Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. So that was interesting. The other thing that he talked about, which again, like, so he went through his whole funnel and and talked about the many upsells that he does, which kind of made me feel very uncomfortable, if I'm honest, and made me cringe a little bit. But then again, how can I argue with the man who's making way more money than I am? So that made me think, like I said, it's not that I'm necessarily going to do it, but it did make me think So the other thing that was fascinating, and I was a bit kind of like, do I talk about this or not? Because me a couple of years back would have been very triggered by this. But I have to say again, I don't know whether it was because I'd been at that mastermind and seen these amazingly successful women working incredibly hard or whether I'm just in a different frame of mind now. But he talked about So he asked people to put their hands up and said, who works? uh, Sorry, who goes on social media for an hour a day? And I didn't put my hand up because I am very good now. Uh, If you've heard me talk about my own social media before, I now have a team member that helps me create the posts based off my content. And then I do all the proactive and reactive engagement so I'm the one if you dm me I am the person who dms back she'll never do that because that's really important to me because you're having a conversation with me and therefore you should get me and I've been very fierce about that for years Um, but when it comes to me viewing social media I am actually very good at not doing that. I mute a ton of people and a ton of people who are in my world who are my friends, but they do similar stuff to I do. And therefore I mute them because I find it distracting. The big people that I used to follow and love, I mute, I find it distracting the people who I engage with are predominantly my members and people within my world who, and my community. And I love the fact that, you know, that's whose feed, that's the content I see when I look at my feed. And obviously lots of gardening. I see a lot of gardening stuff, um, which makes me happy. But no, so I'm generally very good. I don't spend a lot of time on social media. The dog is now eating his chew and making a big racket under my desk. So, when he said, who watched, who play, um, plays, who place goes on social media for an hour in a day, didn't put my hand up. He said, what about TV? Who watches TV for an hour a day? So I did put my hand up, because I do. And he said, okay, so you take that hour and you do it every day. So what's that? And everyone was like, that's seven hours. And he said, so what is seven hours? And we all said a working day. So he said, one working day a week, you are spending watching TV or playing playing on social media, you know what I mean, going on social media. So it's like, okay, well, that's interesting. He said, who would like an extra whole working day a week given back to them? And everyone's like, yes, we would, of course we would. Then he said, you know, so times that seven uh, hours or say that one day a week, times it by a year, and it ends up being obviously, you know, 52 days a year. He said, I could give you a month and a half back every year you know, and again, who wouldn't want a month extra a year? And it's like, oh my God, yeah. So it really made me think about, again, how am I using my time and am I using it effectively? Now, I'm going to caveat this by saying when I watch TV, it's the last thing I do in my day. So uh, my husband and I go to bed very early because we are weird and we sit in bed at like eight o'clock and we watch TV for an hour and a half. I am not sorry. And I will not replace that with working. Okay. So it's not about saying you're wrong for watching TV, or you're wrong for killing an hour on social media. The reason I talked about this, and the reason I actually found this really fascinating and thought, okay, this is really helpful, was because it made me think, it made me think, my time is very valuable. And am I using it to the best use of my time? Because it can quickly add up to an extra month and a half a year that I could have if I didn't spend that hour a day doing whatever it is where I might be wasting my time. Now, if you've got young children, if you are running a house, if you're doing all things, then you might not have an hour. And that's fine. Like I said, this isn't to tell you that you shouldn't watch TV or go on social media for me, this was just like, a okay, that's really fascinating. That is really interesting. And now I will really think carefully about how I spend my time, because even though it feels like an hour here and an hour there, it can add up and make all the difference. Like I said, that is not going to stop me from sitting and watching TV for the last hour and a half of my day, because that's how I wind down. That's what I like to do. And that's one of the only ways, if we're watching something good, that my brain ever stops thinking about work and personal development and all of the other things like that is the only thing I I have to help my brain switch off so I won't be changing that and I'm not sorry that I spend an hour a day watching tv I did however like I said take that information and go okay that's really interesting um I am now going to be a little bit more strict of my time and go, where am I making excuses? Or where am I spending time that actually could be spent better? So uh, I found that really, really, um, really interesting. Um, Jamie Kerman Lee uh, or Lee Kerman, I never, I get it wrong every time I should have like, double check before I do this podcast was great she was really really useful um she's very motivating and if I can take one thing from her it's don't take no for an answer like if you've not if you don't know her story do go check her out we'll link up to her in the show notes she's got a new book coming out soon um she already has a book called believe it I think it's called believe it uh I've read it it's excellent she was excellent um she's very inspiring and basically was told no forever and a day in her business. And then eventually ended up selling it to L'Oreal for some obscene amount of money. Um, but it was just, it was a great story. So again, that was really, really inspiring. And then the other thing that the whole event, and like I said, I've really mainly talked about the seven figure business event and the and Kajabi conference. Um, and maybe I'll talk about some of the other things at a later date. But the other thing that, the Kajabi conference did was reminded me how freaking awesome Kajabi are and how amazing this platform is and all the stuff the platform can do and how I don't talk about it enough and how I don't share it enough and how I am not, you know, pushing it enough for people who are doing an online business. So uh, you might see me talking a little bit more about that. You might see me talking a little bit more about the online space um, because it really did kind of reignite me for that trip, which was awesome. So I just wanted to give you a bit of a bit of a flyby thing of some of the things I've learned and some things that really helped me while I've been on my travels. Um, I did an episode not that long ago about events and how difficult they can be but I have to say every event I've been to and every event I've ran over the last few weeks has been amazing and the people who have attended have found it amazing. So I really don't want to see events dying off because they can't fill them and therefore they're not profitable and therefore I really want to encourage people to to consider going to these events, consider getting in front of people because for me, it's a game changer. I have made some amazing connections, which I need to follow up on, but not had five minutes yet. Um, Made some amazing connections in all of these meetings. I've met some phenomenal people and I've only have done that because I sat in front of them and had a conversation with them. So uh, if you take anything from this is events are cool, you should go to them. And I'm thinking about doing one potentially at the end of the year or beginning of next year. So I will let you know about that when I do. Okay. I will leave you to it. It was a very quick episode. I just want to give you that heads up. Have a lovely rest of your week. Uh, I will find a way to celebrate my episode 300 uh, and I will give you a slightly different episode coming soon, but I am not sure when that is yet. Okay, have a wonderful week and I will see you next week.